When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us. Hawks lose 4-1 to the Dallas Stars. Yep, that's what the game was like if you missed it. Uh, That is what a, a true contender versus a true tanker Looks like the Stars were just sort of toying with the Blackhawks the entire game. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about what Jonathan Taves had to say today, which was a lot. Before we do, make sure you smash that like button for us. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Make sure you are following us on your favorite podcast app. And if you can, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I was listening to another podcast today, and they very eloquently talked about the importance of of the subscriptions on the podcast apps because you don't miss an episode and then we don't have you miss an episode and that's good for everybody. So please, please, please subscribe. And if you've got multiple podcast apps, subscribe multiple times. It would be wonderful. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, this was, uh, this was about as ugly as it gets. Uh, The United center was probably maybe not, maybe a third full Maybe eh, no, maybe was, a little more than that. It was half. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was probably the lowest crowd of the year. Yeah, easily the smallest yeah. crowd of the year. Tuesday night against an opponent most people don't care about. Uh, at the end of a year where the team is bad and the roster tonight was just you had Ian Mitchell playing forward. That's really all you need to know about this one. I guess that Max Domi return wasn't the ticket boost that the front office was hoping for. Look, if we've learned anything, it's that the concept of people buying tickets based on the opponent is so overblown. Now, when Patrick Kane returns, that'll be different. Yeah. But, like, even how many times have we done game time reads this year where Connor McDavid's coming to town and they're the cheapest. Well, that's because they always put Edmonton here on like a Monday night. That's true. And that's like, true. Like, yeah, it's 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 not necessarily who you're playing; it's when you're playing them. Yeah, it's what's convenient um, for the right. people going or to the, the game. giveaways <laughs> or you know the theme nights that they do. Yeah, it, tonight I had to check my calendar on my phone about five times tonight, make sure it wasn't September, because tonight felt like a preseason game. Yes, it did. The crowd; it was accurate. a preseason crowd. Yep. The Blackhawks roster was definitely a preseason <laughs> roster. It was yikes. And the Stars played that game like it was the preseason. They're playing like half speed all night. They were just like, la, 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 okay, we're just going to score here, and we're not going to let you clear the zone, and then we're not going to let you shoot the puck when you actually have it. And then we're going to run over your goalie, and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, and- we'll get to that. Ugh, that, that Seriously. How many yeah. times has this happened this year? Especially to Alex Stalock. This is a guy that's had concussion ocular nerve issues yeah. you let a guy run into him and nobody touches i want i almost called him adam, adam Glendening. it was luke Glendening. sorry same like, thing like if, if you're willing <laughs> to give up the game-winning goal because you want to stand up for lucas reichel stand up for your damn goalie it's, yeah like and he had said. to stand up for himself and eventually got kicked out of the game because knowing alex Stalock like i know him he was very colorfully telling anybody who listened to how much crap that was that there was no penalty. Dude, how do you let the, your guy, you see your goalie who's had two concussions this year, laying on the ice motionless, and nobody goes to him? How are you not pounding? I mean, yeah, Connor Murphy got a piece of Ty Delandria, whoever the hell that is, a few minutes later, but that had nothing to do with it. It's my favorite uh, fabric softener. <laughs> the pods. Ty Delandria. Yeah, don't, don't eat them. No, don't eat it looks the pods. so delicious though. Punch them in the face. Just don't eat the <laughs> well, pods. Connor Murphy took care of that for me. That was yeah, you know that was Connor Murphy letting out seventy two games of frustration on his yeah. poor face. Uh, the the you know the lack of response. I think and that's it's not just, the first time this it, year. It just this night 
for the first time had that feeling of, all right, it's over. And I don't want to say they were checked out, but the fight wasn't there like it usually is. A lot of guys, and it took yeah. their goalie literally getting ejected for this team to show up and fight a little bit. They knew they were going to get their asses kicked tonight. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, this is another one I'm not really mad about. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed because what they've done for the bulk of the season has come out and given you everything they've got. That was not the case in this one. It just wasn't. And look, Dallas is really good and really fast, and they've got so much more talent than the Hawks. But you saw a lot of guys kind of checked out in this one, and the lack of response to Staylock. I mean, Staylock was down and not moving for a minute. Yeah, accidental or not, you go. You 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 can't just that. Just that's disappointing. And it's one thing like we've talked a lot this year, just to for you know for clarity, like. Sometimes you don't have to respond. Sometimes it hits a clean hit. That All bets are off when it's your goalie. I don't care if Glenn Denning tried to get out of the way. Patrick Sharp said he thought he did. Okay. He kind of made a little jump step and, and tried yeah. to get out of the way. It doesn't matter. It's a goalie. When your goalie gets run, you respond. It has been that way in hockey forever. It should be that way forever. That is your most vulnerable player. Yeah. Because he's... he's on his knees. He's backing and up. And especially he's, a guy like Stalock who is just all yeah. over the place. And maybe that... You know, I don't know. We, we we were laughing multiple times in the press box about where are you going? Just stay like like. Uh, he's yeah. He's, he was he was bored. He was trying to make himself entertained. He, well, somebody's got to be entertaining <laughs> out there because you know, outside of a couple of young defensemen, nobody was entertaining out there. Well, let's talk about that. Let's you know, we've we've talked enough about the bad Blackhawks. There there is some good to come out of this game. There were two guys that were worth watching tonight. Uh, I'm going to write about it for our post game three Hawks hits. Um, Alex Vlasic was absolutely terrific in this game, uh, especially in the first period, making a number of really solid defensive plays. And look, he's never going to be a guy who's going to fill the back of the net, but he's six foot six. He's got the size. He's got the reach. I heard Troy Murray talking about him in the second intermission, saying he's a good skater with great edge work. Vlasic, to me, and I don't want to overreact to one game, but you can kind of tell when you see how he reacts under pressure and all those things. To me, Vlasic's an NHLer. I think he's an 82-gamer next year, barring injury, of course. We all sort of thought he had made, earned himself a spot after his 15-game performance last year, um, but they sent him down to Rockford. Luke Richardson talked about it before the game, saying we wanted him to learn what it was like to be the guy, the number one defenseman, playing in all situations, adding a little bit of aggression to his game. Uh, we saw all of that from him today. He was great. 1953 of ice time. Led the team. He led the team in ice time, led the team in shots on goal. He had three takeaways and a block shot in this one, also uh, credited with one hit. He was just all over the place, making good plays. Being paired with Connor Murphy certainly helps in that regard. But, man, I was really impressed with number 72 tonight. Uh, he played really, really well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hear from Mario when he joins us what Luke Richardson thought of his game. Because if there's one positive to this one, it was Vlasic's game. It was his game tonight. was was excellent. Ooh, I I think we'll know what Luke Richardson has to say about him. It shows he he led the team in ice time. Yeah, good point. As in his in his season debut, this is what I love about Luke Richardson. Like you got him here, play him. Uh, as we mentioned, Vlasic led the team nineteen fifty three ice time. You know who was second at nineteen forty seven? Lucas Reichel. It's great. This is how you end the season, man. Like, why not? What do you like? J- Jason Dickinson had the most shifts tonight, 26. Vlasic tied for second with 25. Tied with Wyatt Kaiser. This is how the end of the year. Kaiser, Vlasic, Reichel were out there the most of anybody. And absolutely should be. How many times have we gone through? And Richardson has done this too a little bit in, early in the season. But how many times have we called up the kid? And he plays eight minutes. Sheltered. No, put him out there. Yeah. Vlasic, we talked a lot this year about uh, Ian Mitchell and how he's kind of like just been this flat progression for the last three years. We haven't seen him make that jump. Well, this is the first time we've seen Alex Alex Vlasic in about a year at the NHL. I've been watching a little bit of him in, in Rockford. This is a kid who gets it, and he has developed and his progression is taking off you just see it 
He's learned that, yeah, he might be the biggest guy on the ice, but he doesn't always have to use that body to separate the puck. He's got the longest reach by far of anybody out there, and he was doing that all night, just get, using the stick as a weapon to break up multiple plays and then using the body to seal it off. Yep. He's a kid that's learned technique and is taken full advantage. A lot of us thought, penciled him in opening night roster, but Kyle Davidson and the, and the organization said, nope, you're going to go down to Rockford. You're going to be our number one defenseman down there. You're going to be down there all year, but when you come back up here, you're going to be even more prepared and, and ready to be here every day. And, you know, I don't, there's a guy that is going to be very important and we've seen the development and that's doesn't, a guy doesn't get enough credit. Might not be around the organization much longer if this keeps on. That's Anders Sorensen, the head coach of the Rockford Ice Hawks. Yeah. Like these guys, Lucas Reichel, we've seen progression. Alex Vlasics, we've seen progression. Guys like Cole Gutman spent most of the season there and was able to jump up and be effective in the NHL level right off the bat. You know, hopefully we'll start seeing that. Isaac Phillips has developed nicely under hope next year. You're going to get guys like Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen down there. And, and some of these forward prospects are hopefully like a, a Jalen Lipen. Let's see what he does with those guys. Yeah. He keeps producing and getting these guys at the NHL level where they can make that transition smoothly. He, he's, we might be losing him uh, to an NHL team real soon. Yeah. A uh, couple comments I want to get to. Brandon with the $5 Super Chat, thank you very much, says it was one of those nights, nights painful and sad, hoping Arvid Slaughterbloom is our starter next year and Stalock gets an opportunity with a contender. Sure, I don't know if, if Slaughterbloom is ready quite yet to be an NHL starter, but I'm down with that. He also asks, uh, when are we going to see Austin Wagner? Luke Richardson um, discussed that today. He practiced this morning. He's just... So he had, from what I understand, he had a cut that like went to the tendon it was that deep then rushed back and they got infected so now he's back and they want to get some practices under his belt before he returns but i think we're going to see austin wagner uh before the uh series before the season ends yeah and he was a guy that uh until when i saw those updates this when i actually forgot he was here <laughs> like it was oh yeah that's right that guy he plays here. Sometimes. Yeah, which which trade was that? Was that the the Kings, right? Getting from the Kings. Yeah. Who did we send there? <laughs> Feels like a thousand years ago. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, no, I need to know though. Oh, it's F considerations. Oh yeah. The sure. most valuable Blackhawk F considerations. Uh, Steven, I just put a video in the Slack there of uh, Luke Richardson talking pregame about Alex Vlasic. Um, so let me know when that's ready and we'll play it. Um, there's another little bit of Hawks news today, a name I had forgotten about. The Blackhawks agreed to terms with forward Antti Sorella um, on a two-year entry-level deal running through 2024-25. Sorella, 21, had 18 points in 41 games with Luka, Luko in the SM Liga in Finland during this year, set a career high in assists. So You've been reading the rebuild name. report every yep. week. You haven't forgot about Antti Sorella. Uh, yeah, that, that's um, good to see him get rewarded with that contract. He missed two. He had two injuries during the course of the year, which kept him out. You know, he missed about 20 games this year, but he came back for the playoffs, had a goal in the playoff. Luco was the third seed. They got upset in the second round uh, or the first round for them. They were, they have a weird format, but uh, yeah. Nice move, Sorella. Uh, his you might remember his older brother, Alexi. Alexi was a hawk for like a day or two. But he two. wasn't a draft pick. That was a no, trade. No, he, right? he was traded. He was a Carolina, Carolina. and he was yeah. he was part of that Charlotte Checkers team that won the Calder Cup that beat the Wolves in 2019, and they traded for him right after that because right after they traded for um, Alexi, they drafted Anti. Um, or maybe it was the other way around. But they had them both for a while, and I don't remember. What trade that was? He didn't last. I think he played maybe one game here. We could look him up real quick. Um, but Auntie Sorella, good skater. He's got some good speed. He's got a decent shot. He's a he's an intriguing guy. I don't think he's a guy that's gonna compete necessarily for a roster spot right off the bat next year. But he's definitely a guy that will be in the mix in Rockford for sure. Uh, Sorella, his brother Alexi. Was uh, Kelvin Dehan? Oh, yeah, he got he, we uh, yeah when we got Kelvin Dehan 
for Anton Forsberg and Gustav Forsling. Uh, and then he was traded not much, just a couple weeks into the season to Florida for Ian McCoshin. Wasn't there uh, something he didn't want to, he didn't want to. He wanted to play in the NHL. He didn't want to be, he thought he was an NHL guy. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to go to Rockford, essentially. So they traded him. And then he went to Florida where he played one game. So, I, well, yeah. He got his wish. He, yeah, he wasn't <laughs> in the AHL. He wasn't in the AHL either. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, he was a fourth-round pick, I believe, in 2019. So, a little bit of skill. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be. Uh, Rockford probably. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be getting getting in line to get his jersey just yet. But we'll see what happens. Another Another young guy for us to keep tabs on in next year's re- rebuild report there you go uh liam murphy says sorella ella ella hey <laughs> i get that reference yes that's a rihanna reference yes. see look at me keeping it real Sorella. With the wasn't there a tv character with the last name sorella or sorelli you're thinking of arthur fonzarelli i am thinking of Arthur <laughs> that's exactly what i'm thinking of hey. uh casimir has a question for us says who is your favorite current member of the roster for any reason, this is a topic I've wanted to do for a while, and maybe we'll save it for a mailbag Monday. But be thinking about that because that sounds like a really good off-season topic. Yeah, I've got favorites, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with what they do on the ice. Yeah, right. You know, I have my favorites because I'm like a favorite guys to talk to in the locker room or guys that give you good quotes, stuff like that. I don't really have a favorite as far as like watching on the ice. Our favorite that's orphan. It's kind of yeah. Like wa- watching them on the like them actually doing stuff on the ice is kind of secondary at this point. I'm more interested in like who can I ask a question to and not worried about you know getting yelled at. Yeah, that's that's always a good a good feature of an interview uh, is not getting yelled. Speaking of interviews, by the way, tomorrow our show starts at two thirty. We will be remote because we're doing roof work here. Um, so cool. Um, thanks for forcing us out of our offices, roof people. Um, but we're going to talk to you at 3 o'clock, Colton Dock, Nolan Allen, and Kevin Korchinski, three of the Seattle Thunderbirds, as they head into their Western Hockey League playoffs. So show starts at 2.30. We'll talk probably primarily about Jonathan Taves, and then we will have uh, the three, uh, three of the top Blackhawks prospects on the show. So that should be a lot of fun and a lot of chaos, and I'm down for it. Let's do it. It should be fun. Let's do it. So is that is that video ready? All right. This is Luke Richardson today after the morning skate uh, talking about the plan for Alex Vlasic. Give it a listen. Uh, you know what? He's going to be here for these home games, and uh, I believe he's going to come on the road trip with us uh, unless something changes between now and then. And, uh, and then after that, he'll probably go back down to play with Rockford and have a good run in the playoffs and, uh, you know, just give him a uh, – uh, you know, a good look up here. I know he was up here at the end of last year, so it's kind of familiar for him. And, uh, you know, he's had a really solid year down there, done what we've asked him to do is kind of progress to be a top defenseman down there and work on some things that he probably wouldn't be able to work on up here throughout the year, so at the NHL level. So I think it's worked out well. And now I'll give him uh, some games and some time in the NHL to kind of see where his progression's got uh, for us to see and for also himself to see and feel. And uh, I think that'll go into the summer well, but also he's going to go down and play in the playoffs and play a big role down there. What techniques has he improved? You know, I I think just uh, confidence of uh, moving the puck out of his D zone. He's a good skater for a big guy. He's got a great reach. Trying to get him to play more aggressive, and I think he got in a fight with Reichel's cousin last week or something like that. And So not that we want him to be a fighter, but just to be a little more aggressive against the top-line players and be hard to play against. And I think he's done a really good job with that this year too. And... Uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's going to be a big defenseman with a big reach, uh, shutdown type of guy. And, uh, you know, he's just want, just to be the guy in, in all the important situations down there this year. It was really important for him to go, go through the process all year, not being up and down or up here in and out of the lineup. I think it was a, a good message for him just to, at the beginning of the year, just say, don't worry about people coming up and down. This is what we want you to do. And he stayed uh, with it with a good mindset. And... Uh, He's here now, so we'll see what it see how it's uh, gone. We'll see it tonight. There it is, uh, Luke Richardson before the game today. So he mentions that the plan for now, unless something changes, is that Vlasic would go with them on the road trip. So the Hawks play Thursday, Saturday uh, at home, 
against the Blues and Devils, and then they're on the road in Calgary, uh, Vancouver, and Seattle. Then they come back home on the 10th, and there's only three games left after that. So I would imagine that this plan is probably the same for Reichel. Other Reichel goes back to Rockford with three games left, gets ingratiated. Ingratiated? That's a word, right? Yeah, it is now. Um, back with Rockford, and then they're, everybody's ready to go for the playoffs. I would imagine yeah. that's the plan. The Ice Hawks season goes through that weekend. Their final game is Sunday the 16th. Yeah. And as of now, it looks like they're going to be playing in that weird best-of-three play-in series. Stranger things have happened. They've got time. They have to finish in the top three to not to avoid that and get right to the best-of-five uh, division semis. But they're, I think they're five points behind uh, behind Manitoba for that, and they just lost to them uh, Friday. So I think, they, I think they still have two games. They actually end the season against Manitoba. I think they have two more games against them. So, so they – there's, it's tough, but the AHL is so weird because having covered it for as many years as I have, teams get so streaky because guys come and go, and your best player that's been carrying you for two weeks can be in the NHL, and all of a sudden you can't win a game because so uh, you know it, chances are they're going to be in that play-in series against Iowa. So if Reichel and Vlasic go back to Rockford on April eighth after that game. The Hogs have four games left, 11th versus the Wolves, the 14th against the Griffins, the 15th against Manitoba, and then the 16th against Milwaukee. So there's eight available points. Obviously, those two guys make them a better team. Maybe maybe Ian Mitchell goes down. I think that would all depend on Jared Tenorti's uh, situation because Tenorti is dealing with uh, with a hip injury day-to-day, Richardson said today, but... um. You know, and then if Austin Wagner comes back, that's a spot they're going to want to give him a look. So yeah. there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, Jonathan so, Taves comes back. Yeah, I, right. For those last home games, you don't need Lucas Reichel per se. It sure feels like he's going to. Yeah, um, so, we're going to play a clip from uh, Jonathan Taves a little bit later when Mario joins us. He was there at the morning skate covering everything today. So, and there he is, right on cue. Beautifully, look at that. It's like as if he knew we were talking about him. Just absolutely beautiful. You know what else is beautiful, Greg? My experience with Fubo TV uh, got a little trial here as they uh, introduced the company to it, and I'd been looking to cut the cord. And man, I was three days into that trial, and I'm like, "Get me on the horn! I am canceling this. I am saving myself a crap ton of money every month. I get to watch the Hawks. Wanted to see a replay today of an Alex Vlasic play on my laptop at the Hawks game. Went to Fubo TV, got to watch the Hawks game right there from my DVR and watched the play over and over again." It's beautiful. You can watch it from any device you want, your phone, your laptop. If you've got a streaming device, I watch at home on my Apple TV, uh, my Apple TV box. You could do it on a Roku stick, a Fire Stick, anywhere that streams, you can do it from there. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And guess what? If you're a cord cutter and you want to watch the Chicago Cubs this year, Fubo is your only streaming choice for Marquee Sports Network. Start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash CHGO. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Nice 4K video feed. It's lovely. A 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch your local teams while traveling. This week, we've got the Frozen 4 coming up. That's on ESPN2, ESPN News, and ESPNU. That's April 6th through 8th. You're going to want to jump in on that. Watch the Blackhawks on NBC Sports Chicago. Watch the Cubs on Marquee with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Well, if you got your Fubo TV, that just makes you even more likely to want to enhance your Fubo sports viewing Yes, by placing some bets. And we recommend when anytime you got the itch to play some bets is you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They are the official betting partner of us here at CHGO. Lots of good sports coming up soon. Major League Baseball, what, 48 hours away, less than 40, Thursday, Major League Baseball I'm ready. kicks in. Bet your your baseball bets. I'm, I'm sure they've got a ton of great futures bets. You can bet on 
over unders for uh, team wins. Can you can you bet on the guy? I'm sh- the uh, postseason awards. Can you place a bet? Yes, you can. Sure. There's actually an odd surge today too, plus nice. three hundred on any bet you make on that. There you go. See, this is Ooh. this is why Steven makes the big money. He has all that. So look at that. Plus three hundred, even more. That Dansby Swanson wins the National League MVP this year. Book it. But no matter what you bet. Slow down. i got to make a bet. Make sure you're using the DraftKings. Download the app now and sign up with that code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Their playoffs are right around the corner, too. So you remember, use that code CHGO when you sign up. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Go visit our friends at DraftKings and get those bonus bets. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this on the air. To lead Major League Baseball in home runs, Aaron Judge is plus 500. That seems I mean, unusually good. Seems right, pretty good odds. What, Mike Trout plus eight fifty, Pete Alonso plus nine hundred, Jordan Alvarez plus a thousand, Schwarber plus eleven hundred. That one's kind of interesting. Otani is plus fifteen hundred. You know what? Some With the boost, I'm going Aaron Judge. Yeah, he hit sixty two last year. I know Kyle Schwarber led the NL last season. All right, Those are two really good odds you got there, and you the get the plus three hundred on top of it. Just made it beautiful. All right. With that, <laughs> let's go out to the United Center and welcome our buddy Mario Tirabasi live from the press box. Bring us some popcorn. What's up, Mario? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, pretty pretty short uh, media availability today, so I guess I will be on for a majority of the show after all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's no surprise considering there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to talk about, was there? No, no. Luke Richardson uh, summed it up pretty, uh, pretty concisely. Just basically saying they didn't have their legs and uh, they didn't get off to a good start. The game was sloppy with the, the the puck possession. Couldn't really make any passes, and and they weren't really into the game until the third period. So when you have that kind of uh, recipe, you get the kind of uh, game that we saw tonight between a team headed to the playoffs and a team starting to look at their calendar and, and, and cross the days off until April 13th. So um, that's, that's the effort we saw tonight. That was, that, that's pretty much what we should come to expect when the Blackhawks don't have their best game possible against a team that can just have a C game uh, and, and walk away with a 4-1 win. For a second there, I thought you were going to say he – Walked to the podium and summed it up perfectly by making a loud fart noise and walking away. Because <laughs> that would have been uh, just as good. The uh, uh, the uh, East Ventura talking with his butt. That game that would, sucked. That would that would have been a uh, very surprising <laughs> moment from Luke Richardson. But it doesn't strike me in his personality as the kind of guy who would do that. No, um, but it would it would it would be just as effective. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we were talking before he jumped on. I are we finally seeing the Hawks check out? Like, have we gotten to that point where they're just like, all right, we have tried really hard all of the year, and now we're just tired, and we just want this to be over. I Like, have we gotten to that point with the Hawks? Does it feel that way to you? You know, Tyler Johnson spoke after the game, um, and he's, you know, he's pretty consistently positive, optimistic, upbeat. He scored tonight, which uh, was, you know, kind of breaking a long drought for him for not really – being able to uh, get to the back of the net after having some great chances in the last couple of games. And even he tonight in, in, in talking with, uh, with, with the media after the game, his tone was very much like, what are you going to do? Like he, 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 I don't want to say any player is, is, is checked out. Um, but that was a, uh, that was a different Tyler Johnson tone than we've seen uh, most of this year. You sent the tape in. Why don't we give it a? Why don't we watch it here? You did the work. We might as well uh, share the video, and it gives us less things to talk about. <laughs> so here's Tyler Johnson after the game today. Yeah, I mean we we didn't play well at all, so um, it wasn't just the first two periods, it's kind of the whole time. The relief for you though to find the back of the net after the last game where you got robbed a couple times. Uh, obviously been a tough stretch, but uh, would rather score when it actually matters. So um, I don't really care to be honest with you. How, how tough has this like, latest stretch 
can kind of hear it in your voice as far as what this latest stretch has been for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's been been uh, pretty difficult, obviously. It's, uh, well, it's tough all the way around. You're not getting the results. Um, you know, the road trip we were on, it just kind of seems like everything's kind of just building up and you just have a lot of, a lot of on your uh, shoulders right now. But, you know, we got to relax a little bit. We have to, you know, instead of getting upset and mad, you know, you kind of have to just find it within each other to kind of play for each other and be happy and try to make things a little bit more fun. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we get some a little bit of time here finally to get away from the rink, uh, you know, be with the families and everything. Hopefully you can come back to the rink for the next game and um, be ready to go. How was it having Jonathan Tays back on the ice? Yeah, I mean, obviously we miss him a lot. He's He's a guy that, uh, you know, I, at least for me, every time I see him, I just smile. He's just, you know, he has that persona. He has that, um, you know, that it about him that uh, just makes everyone a little bit happier. So it's great to see him around. Uh, you know, we've been seeing him in the locker room here and there. Obviously, with the road trip, we didn't really see him. But, um, you know, hopefully he continues to feel better. And, you know, we, we'd love to get him back on with us uh, full time here. A lot of you guys have had to fill his shoes uh, to the extent you can. How is Athens to adjust to the center? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's playing well. I think he's uh, had center before. Um, you know, he obviously has played with Rex quite a bit lately. Losing Kershey is tough and, uh, you know, trying to fill that void. But we finally got Bjork back and he's been playing well too. So, um, you know, it's just kind of the the motto lately we've been uh, losing guys here and there but guys just kind of have to step up what did you think about the play on Glenn Denning running into Stalock yeah I mean it's tough um, I think that I, I don't think obviously it's intentional I, I know Glenn Denning and I, I know he's not that kind of a player so I, I'm not saying that but it is a hard play obviously Stalock having um, you know the, the problems that he's had this year that he's dealt with obviously it's upsetting to see but it's just one of those things that you know I, I don't know if uh, there's really anything we could have done except for you know the PP be a little better and not allow that to happen so um, it's just an unfortunate play all around and um, you know it's tough to see. Yeah, did the official give you an explanation on the unsportsmanlike? like I saw you talking after well, yeah, we, for Alex and just <laughs> well, we didn't actually. I didn't see what happened. I didn't see why he got thrown out or anything like that. But uh, obviously, Styles was a little upset, and I think he has a right to be so. And um, you know, I, I guess it was just to the point where the ref thought that uh, you know he needed to be out. So um, it is what it is. I mean, it was a four-one game, so it's kind of one of those things that uh, you know you don't argue too much. You just kind of kind of have to move on. Yeah, that's Tyler Johnson, and that's a guy who has been around the locker room all year and has always kind of been optimistic and kind of happy to do it. And that that's a different dude. That that's a guy who look. It, it I don't is is totally understandable for this team to feel like they feel right now. Like, how can you possibly blame them for it? You know, it's it's been a it's been a tough year. There's been a lot of drama. There's been a lot of stuff going on. There's been a lot of losing. And tonight, you've got the Bronx cheer every time you get a shot on goal. It was a, it was a sucky night to be a Blackhawk. Like, it's understandable. And, hey, the fact that they've made it this far, I think, is commendable. And give credit to Luke Richardson for having a team that has not checked out yet um, completely. I don't think they're going to check out completely. But what they're feeling now is completely understandable. Like, just get me to the offseason, please. Yeah, the... the- we had worried about how is this team going to stay focused in late January, early February, and we've made it to almost April, almost April. to get to this point. So that, that goes a lot to sit towards what Luke Richardson and his coaching staff has been able to do, that it's taken this long for us to finally go, eh, do they really care right now? But I think there's enough of the young talent on out up there that are going to keep you know things interesting, at least – like tonight, we had Kaiser and Vlasic. You know, that's long, what I'm watching. As long as those guys yeah. are here and Reichel, a couple of these fringe guys that are, are trying to, to stay on NHL jobs, you'll 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 get you'll still get some good effort out there. But yeah, it's got to be hard to show up every day knowing that you're probably just gonna get pants the second you get out there. Yeah, yeah, and this is you know this is Tyler Johnson who his entire career professionally up until uh, last season 
was spent with a Tampa Bay <laughs> Lightning team that was always in contention, always competing, winning, coming off winning back-to-back Stanley Cups. And then he comes to Chicago, has all of the injury issues that he's had over the past two seasons, and has dealt with two very uh, hard seasons as, as, as being a part of this team. With last year, everything that happened you know, off the ice and – and then on the ice where a team was supposed to be a contender and it was definitely not. And then this year he goes through more injury issues, more struggles, more frustrations, and he's on a team that's built to not win. So for a guy like Tyler Johnson, like, man, like you, you, he deserves to have, you know, the ability to feel like he's a a little bit checked out for everything that, you know, he's kind of had to go through over the past season, two seasons. So, yeah, I don't. I don't blame these guys at all. I mean, Alex Vlasic also spoke post game, and he was smiling. There was a couple chuckles in the in the scrum. Like it was a completely different, uh, completely different energy for for a guy like him. And for for a second before Tyler Johnson uh, came into the locker room, um, we walked in, and the only person at their stall was Alex Vlasic, way in the corner. And for for a second, I was like, Are they seriously? There's no guys of uh, no disrespect, to Alex Vlasic, but I was like, there's no guys of consequence that are gonna talk after this game. Like, I understand being checked out, but this was also a stinker. Like, you need to have a vet in there to to you know talk about it and and put you know put some sort of you know uh, effort into the you know a message after the game, um, which Tyler Johnson then did. But for a second, I was like, holy crap, like they're just going to have Vlasic sitting out here. Like I was, I was very shocked by that, but, um, but yeah, Tyler Johnson ended up coming out, but yeah, I mean, Vlasic completely different energy. And I think that that's what a lot of the, the young players bring at this point of the season is a completely different energy uh, into the locker room and, and something fresh for us to, to, to watch and and look at and be like, Oh, Hey, this, you know, having uh, Reichel and Kaiser and, and Vlasic out there tonight, it was kind of a little bit of like, Oh, Maybe, maybe a couple guys for next year to, to, to keep an eye on. And, and that was something that was at least a little bit more interesting in this game where, you know, mi- midway through the first period, you were like, holy crap, it's one nothing. There's been three shots in this entire game, and they've all been for the Stars. Like, it was just like it just you knew early on it was going to be one of those nights. So that's, that's kind of where we're at with this team. Yeah, and, you know, Johnson was probably delayed because him and Connor Murphy, the two guys who make themselves available after tough nights, were probably playing rock, paper, scissors to decide who had to do it. Drawing straws. Yeah, because it was a tough one for sure. Uh, You mentioned Alex Vlasic. Did Luke have anything to add about his game uh, after this one? Yeah, he he said that, you know, he – for his first game this year uh, in the NHL, um, he he liked what he saw. Um, Obviously, there were some teaching moments where, you know, Vlasic was maybe – trying to do a little bit too much, maybe a little bit uh, pinching when he didn't need to and getting a little bit out of position. But, I mean, that's that's a guy coming in who, you know, this time last year was getting his first taste of the NHL and was actually playing pretty well from 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 all of our perspectives and, and getting top minutes with Seth Jones at the end of the season. Like, that was really, you know, encouraging to see for Flasic. And then he spends all, this, all of this season in the AHL up until tonight – and so now he gets another chance at the NHL. So I, I, I don't blame him for trying to maybe do a little bit more than uh, what is expected of him. But I think that that's something that, you know, in this time frame at this point of the season for Vlasic, um, this would be a good, good opportunity to be like, hey, like, don't stray too far from your game and don't stray too far from, like, what makes you successful. Uh, and because that'll, that'll ultimately, you know, help, help benefit the team and help benefit him as well. So I think Richardson has is, is, is got that understanding of, of Vlasic as a player. And, and Vlasic is another defenseman that, you know, size a little bit more stay at home than, than he is uh, offensively gifted, um, a lot like a Luke Richardson type of defenseman. So I think, uh, I think Richardson is going to be able to kind of uh, talk with him and, and get the message across and, and, and relate to uh, what, what Vlasic needs to do to you know, continue improving. Well, the big and important news of today uh, came from Jonathan Taves at the Morning Skate. Mario, you were there. Uh, we're going to talk about that next. So why don't we tie a bow on this game, and we'll do our four stars of the game right now. Sounds good. Sounds good.
Your number three star of the game, stars goalie Jake Ottinger. He stopped 17 of 18 Hawk shots. I cannot believe they had 18 shots. That's crazy. <laughs> and the standards were lowered tonight they went for four, three stars. Yeah, four, six, and eight on the shots on goal. Your number two star, the very handsome Tyler Sagan, he had a goal, three shots on goal, and a hit. Good game for him. And your number one star of the game, Joe Pavelski, the ageless wonder himself. A goal, 17-14 of ice time, two shots, three more shot attempts, and a block shot. Joe Pavelski is the number one star of the game. My four star goes to the aforementioned Alex Vlasic. Uh, 19-53 of ice time, led all Blackhawks in ice time, two shots on goal. He had a hit, he had three takeaways, and he had a block shot and several impressive defensive plays, especially in the first period. If you want to go back and watch the Alex Vlasic experience, watch the first period of this game. There were a a handful of really subtle, savvy, mature defensive plays that he was able to make. Um, Really, really liked his game. So he gets my four-star of the night. Yeah. Uh, I decided to make life easy on Steven and go for uh, the second straight game going with Tyler Johnson. Uh, Because he scored! Yay! And uh, he's the only guy to do that. And... uh, yeah, good for him. He was so close to scoring these last, I believe, 14 straight games without yep. a goal for Tyler Johnson coming in tonight. He was all over the place against the Canucks on Sunday and had a couple of chances. One hit the side and that. The other one, Colin Delia, slid across and robbed him. So good for him to finally get that goal. And he was the only one to do so. So he gets my four star. I'll that say was- this, too, about him. That's a guy who has not quit. No, that guy. If he's if he's healthy and he's on the ice, you're getting everything Tyler Johnson has. Yeah. Hey, and let's face it. Since the Tampa Bay Lightning traded him, they have not won the Stanley. Exactly Cup. right, my friend. Two in a row, they trade him. Haven't won since. I don't <laughs> think that's a coincidence. Mm. That is very true. Uh, my four star of the night, I believe, uh, was going a little bit off the board. Uh, I didn't pick. <laughs> I didn't pick anyone from the lineup because I didn't think anyone really deserved it. Uh, my fourth star of the night is uh, the youngster, Isaiah, who was in the uh, shoot the puck contest in the second intermission. This kid went like full clapper uh, from, from, for both shots and right down the pipe slam dunked both of them and won himself $500. Like good on you, Isaiah, you, you, you full, fully sent it, and you got you got everything you deserve for that. I was very impressed. Uh, so good job, Isaiah. That was awesome. Five hundred dollars of Roblox gift cards coming his way. So, yeah. So the Blackhawks were outscored <laughs> by the Dallas Stars and twelve-year-old Isaiah tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. yeah, I think he he had more shots on goal uh, in the second intermission than the Blackhawks did by that point in the game too. So sure. yeah, he was he was doing well for himself. All right, Mario was there this morning. Uh, Jonathan Taves talked for about 15 minutes, um, but as time is of the essence, we have selected about, what is it, about two and a half, Stephen, of uh, Jonathan Taves? I, would be honest, I don't even remember. I think it was about that. Though. Yeah, uh, this really summarizes uh, what Taves has been through. We're going to play this for you, and then we're going to talk about it on the other side uh, here. This is Jonathan Taves after the morning skate today. Uh, both, if I'm being fully honest, again, like the, the, I've, I feel like I've said it already that uh, I've gotten to the point where my health uh, is more important and you know I know I could as I've kind of shown these last few years even though by my own personal standards I'm not happy with the way I performed and um, I feel like I have much more to give with you know my experience in the game and knowing how to play the game but one day after day, it's just it's you're just pushing through pain. It's just like to to what to what end, you know? Um, I think uh, when you're young and you're playing for a Stanley Cup and everyone's playing through something, um, it means something and it's worthwhile. But uh, I'm at that point where it feels like more damage is being done than than is a good thing. And and um, so yeah, I'm committed to getting back to a place where, like I said, I'm enjoying the game. I've got energy to, to not only go out there and play play the game at, at the level I know that I can, but also have the energy left over to enjoy the life and, and um, you know enjoy my time with my teammates, whether it's going to dinners and just little things like that. That's, you know, just 
that all that stuff has been non-existent really it's just go home and lay there and try and recover and get ready for the next day that's all it's really been so um yeah, so we'll see how things play out. I mean, again, I can't put myself or, or get ahead of myself because every time I do, that's when I kind of create the expectations and you get on a bit of a mental roller coaster. But uh, I've said this quite a bit, I think, over the last few years, just trying to stay in the moment and take it day by day. So I'm continuing to go forward with that attitude. This is, I hate that. It, it's, this sucks. Like, it's just, it's so sad. It's so unfair. Like, it's just, I feel awful for him. And you can see how much he's struggling with it. You look at him, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but he looks out of shape. He looks like a guy who's not able to work out the way he wants to or live life the way he wants to. And for a guy who's given every ounce of what he has to this organization to be like, I hope I can get back and play a couple more games because I know my time here is up. It's sad. More than us being fans and, and covering the team, whatever, it is sad for that guy who means so much to this organization. Even if he gets to play a couple games, for it to end this way sucks. It sucks. I I feel awful for him. You could see the resignation and the fear and the frustration and everything in his voice and in his face and in his comments. It sucks. I hate it. It's it's He deserves better. I... I, I think if Jonathan Taze comes back for any of the final games uh, left this season, um, if at the very least the final game of the year, the, the, the home game against the Flyers to end the season, I think not only is that likely his last game as a Blackhawk, I think that's his last game. I think you, you, you look at his body language, you listen to what he's saying, you listen to how he described what he went through, what he has been going through physically and mentally just to play hockey. I I don't think it, it's you you look at I mean you look at what he says. He says there's more damage being done than good happening. And at at, at to to what point does he want to continue to push his body to these limits that he he can't he can't handle anymore and it's, it's not a criticism it's just a horrible hand that he's been dealt with his with his personal health and it just seems like he is kind of coming to this realization that you know maybe he's still keeping the door a little bit open that hey you know what maybe this summer off will do me some good Maybe there will be a, a, another opportunity for me, at least for one more go around. But I think he's, I think he's come to the realization that his body's not going to let him do that. And it just, he, he sounds like a guy who knows um, that it's over and it's, it's really tough. Like, you know, it, it was, it was commendable for him to, to come out and speak for as long as he did with us uh, at the morning skate. Um, but I just kind of found myself taking, taking a second to kind of step back and be like, Man, this is like probably one of the last times Jonathan Taze is going to be front facing and 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 this open. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. And and look, like hey, maybe maybe he can feel better. Maybe he can go on one more you know one more year uh, playing. But also, what team is going to invest in him? Why why do that to himself? Like you could see if it was like you talk about Ray Bork. And Claude Giroux and these guys with like, damn it, I've had this great career, but I've never won it. He's got three. His his legacy is cemented. There is nothing in the odd chance that Jonathan Taves is watching this. Dude, you've got nothing to prove to anybody. You've got the hardware. You've got the rings, both team-wise and personally. You've got the gold medals. You've got the World Junior Championships. You have done everything there is to do in hockey and man, like, do what's best for you, and you'll be a hawk for life. And no one will ever, you know, when in the pantheon of great Blackhawks, he'll be right there with Hall and Makita and Kane and Taves. Those four names will be the icons for the next fifty years, hundred years of this team's you know history. There is nothing more for Jonathan Taves to prove to anyone. And uh, man, you know, I, I'm thinking back to early this year. Like in training camp, 
people were saying like, yeah, Taves came in like real out of shape and kind of overweight. Like his body fat is the highest on a team. We're kind of like, oh, that that's strange. But I think we get in this mindset of like, well, he's better now. It's fine now. It's over. All like everything he's dealing with is now over. He talked about, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. And in the off season, he's got to consider like how much rest can I do and still be ready for the season? He's literally weighing how many weeks can I give myself of just complete rest and complete relaxation before I'm hurting my chances of being an effective hockey player anymore. Dude, you've done it. You've won. You are the winner, man. You yeah. Jonathan Taves, you are the cap when people say the captain, that is there we're talking about you for the rest of Blackhawks history. Yeah. You've done enough. You've given this city enough. You've given this franchise enough. Think think about yourself. Think about your health. Think about the people that love you, uh, which are Blackhawks fans, and, of course, his, his family and everything. Dude, you're a legend, and there's nothing more to prove. It kind of sucks that two of the most important players of, of the golden era of Blackhawks hockey, two of the greatest players to ever put on a uniform, had to cut their careers. And Taves hasn't done it yet, but it's coming. Had to retire because their body betrayed him. And Jonathan Taves and Marion Hosa, different ailments, but the same thing. Like yep. reading Marion Hosa's book Ugh. and what he had to go through, awful, just to play a game, and he still, I, without that, uh, th- those problems that Hosa was having with with the skin problem, I think he'd still be playing now, and and he Could looks be. like he like he'd still be productive. Yeah, effective penalty killer, yeah. play 13, 14 minutes a night. So to have Jonathan Taves and Marion Hosa, who we don't win any cups without, of course, both have to call it a career because their bodies, not on their terms. That's the saddest part is when great players or any player for that matter has to give it up. And it's not their call. It's their yeah. body saying, we're not doing this anymore. And I, we're, I think we're at that point. Um, and it, it's it's a shame. And, uh, you know, but we just want we want the best for Taves. We want him to just, you know, go take care of yourself. You've done enough, more than enough for all of us. You've given us a lifetime of memories and accomplishments. Now it's time for Jonathan Taves to take care of Jonathan Taves. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as much as it is a not ideal ending uh, as as it seems like it's it's kind of already being written. Um, if he were to do it on April thirteenth and, and and have that be the the send off, at least he gets that kind of proper send off, which I know we've talked about it before. Very few of the modern era Blackhawks have been able to do that. Um, really the only one I can think of that actually got to have their send off as a Blackhawk uh, was Patrick Sharp. And that was, that was after he went to Dallas and came back. Like yeah. Corey Crawford didn't get that opportunity. Brent Seabrook had, had uh, his body hand him his retirement papers. Duncan Keith was, was traded and, and ended uh, his career with the Oilers. Um, you know, Andrew Shaw had concussions, cut his career short. Uh, the list goes on and on. Hosa, Patrick Kane was was traded. Who knows how his career ends? But it's probably not with the Blackhawks. Uh, it's 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 it sucks. Um, but if if Taze is feeling that he can have at least one more NHL game in him, um, it would be uh, it would be quite the send off for it to be that uh, that that finale this year. I do think it's fitting that Jonathan Taves is the last one standing from the dynasty. I think that's fitting. You know, because, you know, Kane was through the entire period of their careers, ultimately a better player. But when they were both in their prime, Taze was the best. He was the best Hawk. He was all around. He was everything. There was there were legitimate considerations of if you were starting a team, who would you take? Jonathan Taves or Sidney Crosby and NHL GMs, the majority of them chose Taves. That's how good and effective of a player Taze was. And I think we forget because it's been eight years since that last Stanley Cup and eight years since we've been seeing these guys play at their peaks. But there was a time where John Jonathan Taze was unwithable. That guy was just a hockey god. He did everything well, everything better than everybody else. And, yeah, there were guys that had more points, 
but there was no more complete player in the league than he Jonathan Taves. He sacrificed Tate. a lot of points to make sure the Absolutely. other team wasn't getting the points. Yes. Like, yeah. There was a time where people, you had a legit argument who was better, Taves or Crosby, or who was better, Taves or Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. You know, those are the, and you would have a, a valid argument for Jonathan Taves. It's been a while since you could do that, but yeah, I think we took for granted how good he was during the heyday. 20, yeah. uh, 2014 Team Canada captain was supposed to be Jonathan Taze. He went to Sidney Crosby and said, "Hey, what you know? What I, I think you should have it." So that's 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 where Team Canada was at 2014. So, I I, I think that's that's a big indicator of of where he was at at his absolute prime. I'm just you know you're thinking about you know thinking about eight years ago and, and looking ahead to this and, and imagining, yeah, they're going to, Marion host is going to have to retire because of a skin condition and Brent Seabrook's going to get traded. So is Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane and Jonathan. T- it's just like, you would never, you couldn't imagine this. You couldn't imagine all of this ending this way. And yeah, like, you know, trading Kane, probably the, the right thing to do for the organization. Same thing. Like Duncan Keith wanted to be closer to his son for his last year. Cool. Like getting rid of that Brent Seabrook contract was necessary the Crawford thing, I don't know. Would Corey Crawford have kept playing if he was still in Chicago? Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just I, I feel like this doesn't happen with other teams. You know what I mean? Like the Cubs traded everybody like the same day, Rizzo and ba- and Baez and Bryant. That was hard. But like, I don't know, the old five White Sox just kind of all faded away. They all went their own ways. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan retired. Slow decline, yeah. It's it's like what we told our our friends at DNVR, the Avalanche crew there on opening night, before opening night. Enjoy this. Yep. Like, you guys may win two, three, four cups here before it's all said and done. Live in the moment and enjoy it because in a few years you're going to be sitting on this side going, where did it go? Yeah, remember that. Uh, no righteous rage says he still remembers Taves' first NHL goal. First goal on his first shift on his first shot, Jonathan Taves. Yeah. Just like Cole and then there was also the Colorado goal, that just was like, and the Colorado announcer said it that that is the that is an announce like what do they say? You're announcing an arrival yeah. of a team, right? Like yes. that goal something. shows you the next decade of hockey. It wasn't yeah, something, David Gus, something, something along the lines of like there that there's your future, Chicago, or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty exciting impressive. time, and hopefully though we're going to be seeing some of those moments here in the next couple of seasons of. Guys, young players, where they make that first play, and you're like, yep, there it is. Yeah, and Jamie brings up a good point. He says it hurts more when you see Boston, L.A., and Pittsburgh stars still going. Yeah, I mean, Bergeron is still not quite the same guy, but still very elite, and he that, that seems to be a guy who, after this year, is going to go out on his own terms, Yeah, right? He's still at the top of his game. Ah, I've done enough. I've given this game enough, and I'm done. You know, Anze Kopitar. Obviously, Crosby, Malkin, still doing it in Pittsburgh. It, yeah, it's tough. It, it is. It is hard. But look, I wouldn't trade what the Hawks accomplished for what they. You know that that run for the Hawks was something none of us will ever forget. So let's try to think about that. You know, as these careers uh, start to fade here, it, it's really, really tough. All right, we're we're almost at that time. So why don't we give our DraftKings King of the Game, and then we will uh, do our tank stuff and wrap up the show. I know we got to hit another ad break too, so we'll do that too. The DraftKings King of the Game picking up his first career NHL assist. Wyatt Kaiser, he had two shots on goal, two hits in 18-17 of ice time. Congrats to Wyatt Kaiser on his first NHL assist. Hopefully many, many more to uh, come. Was he singing along to a Backstreet Boys song in that that, uh, picture right there? (laughs) He got caught on camera the other day singing along. That's all right. Who can blame him? Hey, dude, you're in the NHL. Sing whatever the F you want. Yeah, that's right. Mario, you want to stick around for the spins or are you going to go home? Yeah, let's have the spins. All right, we got to do some reads first, and we want to tell you that uh, you know you've already got the best coverage of your favorite teams here at CHGO, so get fitted out in this best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north, south, or west sides with hoodies, slippers, signs, banana hammocks, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Alex Vlasic with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that lake 
Michigan breeze. Opening day is right around the corner. Get yourself some hoodies. Get yourself all kind of stuff there to stay is. warm at Wrigley Field and Guaranteed Rate Field. That's what it's called still, right? Guaranteed Rate? Okay, yeah. So. You want to stay warm there, too. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Again, that's foco.com, code CHGO for 10% off. And now, with the weekly Roman read, your friend and mine, Greg Boyson. Mario, don't, go- <laughs> don't don't go- don't Google this one. You know it's the- <laughs> well. It's kind of fitting. We've been talking about you know as the older you get, your body betrays you a little bit. And uh, I, hey, I'm no stranger to that. Yep. You're getting ready for the game. You can't wait. You're excited to play the game, and you show up, and you know just doesn't want to do what you're supposed to do. We've all been there. Call that stage fright. Call it whatever you want. It's coming for you, Tirabasi. Get ready. <laughs> but, gentlemen, <laughs> if you want to give your lady the best bing she's had in a long time, <laughs> you need to talk to our friends at Roman. Roman is here to help. Roman is a digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering general, genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain, that's the important part, the maintaining of a strong erection. Anybody can get one. It's keeping it. That's the hard part. No pun intended. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. Just don't hold them in your hands too long. It might make things weird. In men with low T, getting low testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test. That's a lot of tests in one spot. Uh, and if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. There are no waiting rooms. There are no hassles. There's no embarrassing picks up, pickups at the pharmacy. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. If medica- medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it discreetly to your door. Everything ri- arrives in just plain brown envelope. It doesn't say, Beautiful. this guy can't get it up. Look at him <laughs> on the envelope. No, it's going to be discreet. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals and to raise more than just banners on your headboard, go to (laughs) ro.co slash chgo to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash chgo. And if you visit that site, you think that's a lot of O's then. Just wait till you get the Roman. You're going to get a lot more O's when it counts. Beautiful. Uh, we got 57 likes. Let's get to 69 likes in honor of Roman, uh, and we will get two bonus spins. I know we've got a bonus spin banked, right? All right, so we've got two. If we get to 69, we get four. So let's do it. Smash that like button for us. Everybody's happy when it's Let's 69. update the tank standings in the meantime. Oh, that's true. I was worried about the other party during that. Anyway, uh, tank standing update, San Jose and Columbus tied at 53 points uh, in 73 San Jose games. Jose is up one nothing on the Jets at the second intermission. Ooh, go Sharks! Uh, all right, so they no, can uh, they can the Hawks can get right in the second if they hold on for that. Beautiful. They probably all right. won't. They like go disappointing sharks. us. Go Sharks! Uh, but right now, currently tied 53 points each of them in 73 games. The Hawks with 54 points in 74 games. Anaheim with 56 points in 74 games. And then way up there, the Montreal Canadiens with 66 points in 75 games. So who are we using today? We're going with Tankathon. Tankathon. All right, time. we got We're 65 right likes. Let's go. Four more for two yeah, bonus spins. It really has become just a four-team race now, which is which is nice. Yeah. I, I like that. Less teams to worry about. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was getting nervous when it was looking like, oh, there's going to be like eight teams within like four points of each other. And nope. Montreal thing and Arizona is, just started winning games, and that was yeah. And then, then Philadelphia and Montreal started playing each other a bunch of times, and that helps. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Vancouver caught on fire too. Well, yeah, what happens that. when you got the greatest coach ever? That's right. I forgot about that. Good All right, we got sixty-seven likes. Come on, two more. All right, let's give it our first spin here. Come on, just guess one and done. San uh, Jose, Philly, Columbus, Chicago. That's no good. We did hit uh, our goal though, no so we have three more spins to go. All right, three more. Let's let's bank a couple for the next show. Let's do it. Ugh, Columbus, like Montreal, floor. San Jose, Chicago. No, I, don't like <laughs> I do not like that. Not fun. Two more. Oh boy, here we go. 
There it is. There it is. Winner, winner. Chicago, San Jose, Columbus, Anaheim, Montreal. That rounds That's out your top we want. four. That's we'll do it. We and we've got one for the next show, Thursday night post game. But reminder, we're back tomorrow, 2.30, with our show, 3 o'clock. We talk to Kevin Korczynski, Colton Dock, and Nolan Allen. It's going to be a good time. Join us in the chat. Maybe we'll take a, a fan question or two if we have time. You do know that 18-year-old hockey players can be very long-winded. Yes. So, please, we'll try to get as many questions in as we possibly, possibly can. If you want to get really drunk in the middle of the afternoon tomorrow, hopefully you're not at work. Oh, no. Take a sip every time one of them says, obviously. You will die. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mario, anything to add before you go? Uh, You can say no. It's fine. Hey, you got the old school phone. No. No, I think they finally took the, uh, the the phones out of the press row. I think we are we are officially putting phones um, in the uh, in the past here at the. Right, well, now just clean up the cables underneath the tables. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who those Ethernet cables are for. Yeah, when when Les Grobstein passed away, rest in peace, Grobber. Uh, I think that was the last guy to use the press box phone. Right. So, all right, let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you tomorrow at two thirty with Korchinski, Allen, and Doc on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.